0: All right, we are live, so just to give y'all an introduction We are on this morning's power call And this morning's power call we're going to be reading an article Uh, I will be posting the link to the article in the telegram So everybody who followed instructions a couple weeks ago and or yesterday You will get the link directly inside of our power call Telegram, but this morning we're gonna be reading an article called "All Opposition to Truth Will Be Destroyed." Okay. All right. Uh, If you guys are tuned in on Instagram, I'm sorry, YouTube or Facebook right now, stream. uh, Go to uh, www.brotherbenlinks.com and there's gonna be a top link that says "Study with Us Monday through Friday." Once you hit that, it's going to open up your text messages on your phone. Send the word, text the word nation to 833-276-7174. And then it's going to respond with a Zoom link and the passcode. And that's how you come on on Zoom with us every morning. All right, let's let's get right to this article. Please take notes, man. I really want to get y'all thoughts on this one this morning. Not that I don't want you on any other call. But please take notes and uh, be ready to share your feedback at the end of this so that everybody else can get your thoughts. All right, here we go. Let's read this thing now. Look at this now. Okay, we're going to start with uh, right here. I guess I'll read the whole thing since y'all don't have the, uh, the article. So, first, Allah God has ordained opposition for His prophets, messengers, and servants in the establishment of divine revelation. Although Allah God has allowed His prophets to suffer at the hands of the wicked, it never was the intention of Allah God that the wicked would win in their struggle against Him and His messengers, particularly. The last one, Muhammad. Prophet Muhammad of Arabia was the last great sign of the total victory of Islam, truth over all opposition. In this day and time, opposition is the establishment of Islam. I'm sorry. Opposition to the establishment of Islam will be totally and completely destroyed. For this is the time of the presence of the great Mahdi and his Messiah. In the final conquest of Mecca, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, allowed his enemies to live whether they confessed faith or not and forgave them for their opposition to the establishment of Islam. History, however, has shown us that the hypocrites and enemies of Prophet Muhammad who lived in Mecca later produced children who manifested their hypocrisy in the caliphate or leadership of Islam, and took the nation of Islam off the course that Prophet Muhammad intended. This is why there is a prophecy of the coming of the great Mahdi, the self-guided one, who would guide the nation of Islam back to the straight path that it had deviated from since the deaths of the Prophet and his major companions, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, and Ali. During the rule of these four caliphs, uh, the seed of hypocrisy in the ranks of Islam was growing. The hypocrites ultimately prevailed, and now the nation of Islam that started with Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and its cornerstone is now a mere shadow of what it once was and is far away from what the Prophet intended. Allah, God today, does not intend for the opposition to prevail, nor for the hypocrites to hide under their oaths or declarations or beliefs. Hold on one second. Let me, uh... Check, check, check. Can y'all hear me? Somebody said it's sounding choppy. Can y'all hear me good? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. All right, let's get back to it. Uh... Allah I think I, okay, right here. Allah intends to manifest every hypocrite and enemy within and to expose every enemy without. He intends to gather them all together and destroy them, leaving them neither root nor branch. there are some of there are some who oppose the establishment of Allah's truth out of sincere belief, however. There are others who oppose the truth out of hatred for that truth in fear of loss of power, their present position of influence, and their place in that which Allah, God, is making new. Allah, God, teaches us in the Holy Quran that the wicked will try to put out the light of Allah, God, with their mouths. But he promises that he will perfect his light, even though the polytheists may be averse. As Allah, God, makes the light of Islam more clear, more persons will be attracted to the beauty and its light. Wicked ones will also be distracted for wicked purposes. The aim of the enemy within is always to do harm to the cause of Islam and to weaken the true and faithful believing men and women in leadership. The hypocrites never spare an opportunity to bring grief to the believer. According to the teachings of the Holy Quran, to annoy a believing person is to put the annoyer in danger of chastisement. The true Muslim followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad must be aware of the machinations and shame schemes of our ever-watchful enemy who uses our weaknesses against us. All Muslims in America and throughout the world must be aware that the present ruling powers do not wish to see the rise of Islam. They will use every trick, artifice, artifice, and weak one to cause Muslims to shed the blood of Muslims. Now watch this now, we finna get deep now. There is no group, organization, fraternity, or nation that does not have trouble within his leadership. There is no group, society, organization, fraternity, or nation that is not confronted with interpersonal problems among the leadership problems in functions problems in functional relationships and personality problems which often are oft times are rooted in envy jealousy and an inordinate desire for power prestige and money
1: Ooh-wee.
0: The success of any organization or nation today is based on how well its leadership can manage the conflicts, conflicting agendas, personalities, and keep its leadership focused on the aims, objectives, and goals of the organization and nation. These problems, if not managed properly, are destructive to the goals, objectives, and aspirations of any society. Mm. President Clinton had a cabinet chief of staff and general staff of brilliant men and women who did not always agree or who had serious personal conflicts. The public in general is not privy to the infighting, which generally only becomes public when a major player leaves public offices and then writes a book about his or her experiences while trying to serve. However, in most of our organizations, The infighting becomes public to the hurt of the organization because it reveals our woes and weaknesses to our enemies. We oftentimes reveal our woes, pains, hurt and dissatisfaction to persons whom we believe to be our friends who work for newspapers and periodicals of our enemies who use this information, whether true or false, to exacerbate tensions, spreading rumors and accusations thus causing brothers and sisters to fight and kill each other. This was the tactic of the uh, counterintelligence program of the United States government toward black organizations and leaders of the 60s, and these tactics were still being used, rather successfully, unfortunately, in the 90s. We must remember and never forget that the ultimate aim and the denial objective of the United States government towards black people is that we must never become effectively organized. This is why our woes in becoming public are usually detrimental and generally bring about the demise of our organizations. It is never right to seek to do harm to your brother or sister simply because you disagree with what they say or do. Anyone who thinks to do harm to their brother or sister with whom they have a real or imagined disagreement is a denier of the process of human redemption. There is no black man or woman, no matter how evil or wicked they are or appear to be, who cannot be redeemed. If we do not like what our brother is saying or doing, Then Allah God has given to us in the Holy Quran the best arguments and he teaches us to argue with our opponents in the best manner and to call to the way of Allah God with justice. The Holy Quran forgives hurtful speech when it is uttered by one who feels or believes he or she has been wronged. However, we are not considered good believers until we make Allah God and his messenger, the arbitrators of our disputes. This will keep us from ugly path, from the ugly path of shedding each other's precious blood. The problem with most people who disagree is that they do not face each other squarely with truth, but speak around that person to others, thus affecting them with their disposition and attitude. This hinders others from the path of Islam and from the path of unity there is no price for us to pay if we hinder people who will submit to Allah God from his way by our misrepresentation of the truth and by spreading our dissatisfaction over our personal hurt and pain. No one can attempt to help our people do anything productive and constructive without feeling personal hurt, pain, loss, being evil spoken of, falsely accused, sometimes beaten, sent to prison, or even put to death. This is the path of Jesus. This is the path of Muhammad, and this is the path of every sincere person who wants to see his or her people delivered from our present condition. Among us, there are those who spread rumors, who deliberately lie, add to or take away from the truth, thereby sowing the seeds of dissension. We must refer rumors to those in authority who are in a position to search out the truth or falsity of the rumor. Then we must act on the principles of truth. This is why in the nation of Islam, the first lesson we are given to study is is called actual facts, because we can never arrive at a true basis for justice without first having in our possession or grasp the actual facts we must look carefully into what people tell us or say to us or write concerning us. The first person we should study is not the person who is being spoken against, but the person who is bringing us the ugly news about someone who is not present to defend themselves. The Holy Quran teaches us that when an unrighteous person brings us news, we should look carefully into it lest we harm a person in ignorance Ignorance and then be sorry for what we did. Personal attacks on our opponents are forbidden in our representation of truth. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad warned Malcolm X when he personally attacked the moral character of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. that he should never do this again. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad told Malcolm that we have every right to attack the program, philosophy, and ideas of an individual, but never personal attacks for those of us in the public life, is not proper and will, pr- and will prove to be counterproductive. Whenever we speak of the ills of our brothers and sisters, we should not speak in a manner that only reproves or rebukes, but we should encourage that person to better conduct. Then we will not be in denial of the process of redemption that Master Far Muhammad, the great MacD started on his coming to North America. We have a lot to learn to keep ourselves from the fisherman's net, Satan's evil plan against us. So my dear brothers and sisters who believe in Islam and are following the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, under my leadership, keep your eyes focused on the goal. And do not let anything or anyone take you and your focus from the establishment of the program of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Remember and be comforted by the biblical scripture which says no weapon formed against the righteous will prosper. No hypocrite or devil will be allowed to get the upper hand over a true believer. Allah, God alone is the judge. Therefore, be careful in our attempts to judge one another, lest we be in danger of being judged. Follow the laws of Islam. Carry them into practice. Your brother in the faith is he who respects the laws of Allah, God, and seeks to carry them into practice. Keep the brotherhood strong. Stop wanting criticism and attacks on everything that is black owned and operated. Stop displaying public hatred or dislike for one another. Do not give our open enemies the ammunition that they seek to use in further division and confusion, causing brothers to fight and kill one another. Respect yourselves and do good to yourselves. Never be the aggressor. We are only permitted to fight with those who fight with us if we do these things we will overcome all opposition and we will be with the laws apostle in victory in fact whenever your enemy writes or speaks evil against the nation rise up fight harder with the truth double your sales in distribution of the newspaper double your charity to the cause of islam double your efforts to bring lost found brothers and sisters to the light of truth remember All opposition to truth is doomed to failure and complete destruction. Get on the side of truth and justice and stay there. Please read this article a minimum of three times. If you carry it into practice, it will save your life. (whistles) Mm, 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 mm. Boy, that's deep down. If you got something that you want to share on that, go ahead and press the number one. Oh, this is going to be a good morning here, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to be a good one this morning. Come on, y'all. I know, boy, that y'all got some ones that y'all. I know it's something that was said in that article right there that stood out to you. Go ahead, Sister sister Sheila
2: Okay. Yes. Yes. Greetings, everyone. Okay. So what stuck out to me, it is never right to do harm simply because you don't like what someone is saying or doing. That stuck out because I had an instance, incident, Well, I didn't have an incident, I I had that to happen to me. Even though truth is being told, you don't like it, it's still not good to say something negative about someone else. Speaking speaking negatively around others because of your personal hurt or pain, there are those who deliberately tell lies, look carefully into what is being said. Mm. Especially when that person is not present. That's what stuck out mostly to me.
0: Praise be to Allah. Uh, One of the first things that stuck out to me is that first part where he says, Allah, God, has ordained. Man, that's, he said, Allah, God, has ordained opposition for his prophets, messengers, and servants, and the establishment of divine revelation. But then he goes down and says, although he allows it, it never was the intention of Allah God that the wicked will win in their struggle against him and his messengers, particularly the last one, Muhammad. And we know Muhammad is simply one who is worthy of praise and praise much. So if we are uh, a part of his messengers if we become one with allah if it was never the intention of them to win as long as we stick with them we gonna be the winners in the end and then it says he ordained opposition so any of us who have any type of opposition uh it may be ordained it's good for you and we're not going to get what we need from it unless we uh understand it from that perspective Embrace it and and allow it to do what it's supposed to do like when the minister said when when God wants to polish you He'll put sandpaper around you So we may not like the friction. We may not like the situation that we in but at the end of it There's something that you got out of it It probably was also something that they got out of it and y'all both come out Possibly smoother. So that first part was my first one about how he ordains the opposition for you uh sister brianna
1: that was actually one thing that that stood out to me as well but he also or or, and he also says uh, a real or imagined disagreement sometimes we think people are mad at us just because we don't want to ask them Mm -hmm. or or oh they were acting funny but don't we all have bad days like what if they're just going through something and there it's not, it's not meant to be personal, but we perceive it that way? So now we're telling ourselves all of these stories that might not even be accurate. So clarification is always key. And just because you communicate it, make sure that person understands it. Because if you tell me something and I say, I don't know what you mean, don't say it in the same words. Use different words. Right? And then it also says... Mm -mm. it also says that don't don't not listen to unrighteousness right because just because someone might be unrighteous doesn't mean that they aren't telling the truth so always get through a always look for that lens of truth or or whichever and we can learn and we're supposed to learn from everyone and everyone includes the unrighteous the evil etc so that is what stood out to me very powerful
0: (laughs) another one thank you another one that stood out for me was uh it is never right to seek to do harm to your brother or sister simply because you disagree with what they say or do then in that same paragraph he says uh Anyone who thinks to do harm to their brother or sister with whom they have a real or imagined disagreement is a denier of the process of human redemption. We read this, but uh obviously it's easier said than done. And this part right here, we are really—we'll never know if we truly understand it and follow it until someone says something that we don't like. And uh, if we are really going to be believers in, in those who striving to do the work of Jesus or the, or the Messiah, um, this is something that we really, when it comes to redeeming and helping our people, that we're going to have to overcome. And it forces us to activate the study guides that we have. So when it says rise above emotions into the thinking of God, when somebody says something that we kind of disagree with, it's easy for us to, you know, practice rising above emotions. But what about that person that makes it personal to you? How do we handle that? And that part is where I think the real soldier comes in that because it's easy to get someone who already believes but to get someone and resurrect someone who is dead and obviously by their character their, uh actions and their words that they are dead are we really willing to pay the price to redeem our people how much do we really love them it's easy to say oh boy i love my people boy when we come together and we laughing and we making jokes and we boy boy we show is crazy but what about that one who is wicked though and you are supposed to know who he is by nature and we supposed to remember that they righteous by nature and wicked by circumstance do we throw them away and say man after that nigga, what do we do we ain't got an answer here do we say, oh, no, nah, yeah, yeah, I heard about everybody but this one. Well, did Master Father Muhammad come this far and say, hey, well, we're going to put y'all over here, and then we're going to put this set. He, I, I read that he came for us all. So are we disqualifying some of the people that Allah has begged they pardon? Just something to think about. I, as I'm reading this, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, think about you know a person like who is somebody, a, a YouTuber who we don't like, who you said now everybody but this one. Does Allah have that same perspective? And if Allah and the ministers teaching us the mindset that we should have, are we denying them? Because it says uh, it also goes down. I don't know where it is, but it talks about the uh, uh, denying someone Allah due to your misrepresentation. Are we misrepresenting when we respond to someone who we already, who we're supposed to be the civilized, and our mission and duty is to civilize the uncivilized? And let me make this clear, just because somebody joined don't make them automatically civilized, that they uh, join is a hospital, all of us are still improving ourselves. But through our misrepresentation, uh, could could we? This is a question. Could we be more wrong in responding wrong to the person who we feel is wrong, who still considered a lost found? Just 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 a question I'm putting out there. I know it's hard, but just a question. All right, let's go to Sister uh, Sister Sister Yolanda.
3: As-salamu alaykum You are all in my lap, stepping on my toes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. But thank you in reading this and the comments that you just mentioned, because personally for me, answering those questions, I need to answer those questions because that's where I am with one of my siblings. Mm. So if he brought me to it, he going to bring me through it. So I am going to trust the process and put into practical application the steps of atonement. So I can start and continue on my journey, rising above emotions into the things of God. But nevertheless, that's not what stood out to me. But yet everyone that has said something, I second, third, and fourth. But one thing that stood out to me is as you read the success, the leader. Strong keeps organization focused on aims, objectives, and goals. And instantly, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan came to my mind and my vision. I pictured him when he delivered the message on um, July the 4th. Was that 2020? When he was in the garden? hmm I pictured him as you read that. And... And all that's what's being said and all that we read and all these teachings is put into practical application. We have a man that stands before us. And his great success. we too have to apply in our studying as uh, Brother Shakir mentions, always studying. I haven't gotten to that mathematical, uh, Supreme Mathematicals and the other parties. But just in applying, coming on this call every day, the nuggets that we are giving, I mean, we have a whole lot of stuff to to deal with in this world. Nevertheless, keeping your mind clear, hearing these teachings. And when something comes up, as you mentioned, a law ordained opposition. So I know it's easier said than done. Why are we tripping out when something comes? Mm. If we in a car driving and it's a pothole, that's the opposition, either you gonna run over it or you gonna go around it and keep on going to get to your destination. So I try to keep in my mind that even though it's not as easy as that, nevertheless, opposition is ordained and it appears all over when opposition comes it's like we get frozen or we make a big u-turn i'm not getting ready to face this right now Mm-mm. i'm gonna give me a drink i'm gonna smoke me a cigarette or whatever instead of seeking out the god mm. seeking through prayer and being realistic about a thing because even when you pray there's still a work that we need to do, or I need to do, or make this person. I need to do, it's still a work I need to do. I'm not just gonna sit here at my desk, I'm gonna say my prayer, refuge prayer, and be like, okay, God, what you gonna do? No, what am I gonna do? He heard my voice, but what am I gonna do? So in the disqualifying people, as you mentioned, Allah came for us all. Oh, my goodness. It is a challenge, but it's all in my mind. And I just need to get out there and do it. Because I just said this week, I'm going to call my sister and set up a meeting and have a conversation. And stay within the rising of emotions into the thinking of God. Because no matter what comes, her truth is her truth. My truth is my truth, but then there's the actual truth. Like, what really happened? Why are you there? and all that you fired i have remained in my humble lane and space and i haven't said anything so wow thank you for pushing me to do <laughs> what i said i was going to do and my confirmation and all of this but pretty much the whole article stood out for me it's so many points that we can pick and expound on may everybody have a blacktastic weekend assalamualaikum
0: alexalam Well, I look. I look forward to hearing how how that goes, sister. That sounds like that's gonna be some a pretty good trial, and if y'all come up out of that, that's gonna be some good news of the week.
3: Yes, sir.
0: Mm Mhm. Another thing that I wanted to point out was in the article. It says, "Uh, the success of any organization or nation today is based on how well its leadership can manage the conflicts." conflicting agendas, personalities, and keep his leadership focused on the aim. And what stood out to me is that uh, the article is in the Telegram already. Uh, What stood out to me is that it didn't say the success of the leadership is based on how it can keep these things from happening. It said based on how his leadership can manage it, meaning, hey, it's coming. That's deep. Because... You know, uh, it just puts you in the mindset of expectation, like this is normal. Conflicts is normal. Conflicting agendas is normal. Different personalities and things going on is normal, but how well can we manage it? And do we have the tools and knowledge to be able to manage the problem that's coming? Because it's like the body, I say all the time, it's like the body. When it's cold outside, God has programmed us and built us in a way where our body reacts to manage what's naturally going to happen. It's going to get cold. And when it gets cold, naturally our body begins to shiver because it's trying to keep us warm. When certain things happen in the body, our body naturally yawns because it's striving to do something. It hiccups. Because we sneeze, some may know we sneeze for a reason. What is our sneeze as a people? What is our shiver? What is our reaction when these things happen? Not if they happen or if they go now. When these things happen, it's not the thing that happens; it's how the leadership manages manages it and responds that will determine if it will rise, remain, or fall. And I, I take that because I know some people say, well, I ain't in the nation. And I ain't religious and I ain't got no organ. Well, this can be a business. This can be our marriages. This can be our relationships with our children. This can be any whatever we want to apply this to. Struggle is going to happen. Something is going to happen in whatever your area is. And it's not based on you being able to prevent it from happening. Is hey, when it happens, how do I manage it? how they all remain successful, you know, when all of this opposition comes. So that just, again, I kind of hinted at this the other day, that when we go into the gym, uh, we're expecting pain. So we should expect some of these things to be happening in our lives, and we should now be studying, not waiting until that happens, and we don't know what to do, and we're reactive. Let's be proactive and start to read history and get this knowledge so that once it comes, we already know what to do. All right, let's go to, uh, who is that? Brother, nope, mm -mm, that ain't brother. Sister, Sister Golda.
4: Hi, Asalaamu Alaikum family. Um, Yeah, you touched on something too. Y'all keep touching on things and adding on. Uh, Sister Yolanda touched on something that was important, um, especially with the having conversations with each other. And um, also when we were talking about the conflict resolution all of this really boils down to security, is what I heard. Even when uh, he talked about how uh, brother Malcolm was coming for Martin Luther King, like, personally. And he was saying, like, it's okay to criticize the organization, but when you talk about somebody personally. And it brought me to that pro, Because if you're attacking someone personally, now you're bringing out your personality once you start to show people your personality, then they can start to see your flaws. They can start to see where they can infiltrate. And um, I think it's important for us to, to see that, you know, COINTELPO is real. And there's always going to be somebody trying to infiltrate your organization, especially when it's something that is for the upliftment of our people. And like when you talked about the conflict resolution and a leader being able to resolve those, because that's what creates the, the breaking up of an organization when you have people that are disgruntled or you have people unhappy. And, and that's how you have people who, who will trade on you, you know? So um, a lot of that just brought me back to security and making sure that those lines are open between us, that imagined disagreement. You know, we, we, I've seen it already before where it's like, you know, someone might've just mistook what I said. And then once they came to me and we spoke about it, oh, okay, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay, that's not what you meant. Okay, now we're cool. Mm-hmm. But if we continue to have these imagined disagreements or we have these personal attacks, the enemy is paying attention to that. And as soon as they see that, especially on social media or anything like that, like that that's, that's just an open door and that's how everyone has made mistakes in the past. And so I think it's so important to keep that in mind for the future because we're coming in times where because of social media and because of the Internet, even if you're not on social media, even the Internet, your phone, anything that you type or you write is observed, you know. And so that is giving them more ammo or ammunition to be able to break apart something that is is built to be soldiers, you know, in this war. So that's that's what pointed out to me the most was all of these different takeaways was it's, it's really increasing your ability to be security minded and keep our security.
0: Yes, ma'am. Well, Lakim Salam. Next, we got Brother Samuel.
5: So I'm family. I'm gonna be real brief because I gotta slide into this meeting. But look past the fault, see the need, and that's one of the things that I've been trying to do in leadership to help people to move from a place. If I see a weakness, I don't. I have to pray for them, pray for the weakness, and and celebrate the good. And as a coach, I learned to celebrate. Um, to, to give 10 compliments to every one point of correction or area of improvement or even um, checking them. You know what I mean? 10 to one, then you, you're you pretty healthy because you're not functioning from a place of pain which the enemy exploits our pain. So false evidence of being real is fear. We cannot leave from fear and be in search of the brown germ and ultimately make devils out of everybody around us but more importantly, ourselves. A healthy leader is a peaceful, powerful, focused individual that can help move people because their spirit is right. A sun with solar players can tear up the entire solar system. But a sun that's functioning from a normal, steady combustion, away from internal combustion, the way a sun is supposed to function, can give life to everything around it as opposed to lighten it up. That's all I want to say, beloved.
0: Yes, sir. Next. That sir. was rushed,
5: but <laughs> <laughs> may Allah bless us all.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> Next, we got brother Shakir, and then after Brother Shakir, we got Brother King Cam.
5: So I okay. family.
0: not like a family.
6: Yes, sir. Brother Ben, the first thing, uh, when when and reading that article, when the minister was talking about certain organizations, right? And the sister mentioned contact Pro, right? So when you look at organizations and what they have done to people who study history and go back because we know that history is the best qualified teacher. Medicine said that, says it all the time. So when you look at organizations that are attacking you, because I say all the time and I tell people, whether you want to believe it or not, know that you are in a war mentally, physically, spiritually, psychologically, financially, economic uh, economically, which is financial, even right down to the food, air, water and drink on your table, you want a war, whether you want to be or not. Now, whenever you looking at organizations, or you dealing with somebody who you having an issue with, or they having an issue with you, the first thing you have to do, because the first letter in Islam is I you got to look at yourself, you got to look, what did I contribute to this to this to this conflict? What did i do in this conflict and how am i going to approach this conflict right so once you look at the self and you analyze the self and you look at all the parameters right all all the all all the uh all the particular elements that contributed to the situation you have to look at yourself first before you start examining the other individual right once you do that, that self-examination, and like the minister gave, and and uh, the brothers from Brand New been use it in one of their uh, songs, he talks about how those organizations always get the people to kill and or turn on their leaders. He say this is done by the eighty-five percent. Cause no matter what organization you go in, you're gonna always have eighty-five percent. You're always gonna have ten percent, and you're always gonna have the five percent. So who is the eighty-five percent? They are the uncivilized people, poison animal eaters, slaves from mental death and power, people who do not know the living God or their or, or their or their origin in this world, and they worship that they know not what. Who are easily led in the wrong direction, but hard to lead in the right direction, into the right direction. Then you got the 10%. Who are the 10%? They are the slave makers of the poor who teach the poor lies to believe that the almighty, true and living God is a spook and cannot be seen by the physical eye, otherwise known as the bloodsuckers of the poor. That's who you're dealing with in these organizations that are out here doing what they do against righteous people. Then you got the 5%. So who are the five percent in the poor part of Earth? They are the poor righteous teachers who do not believe in the teaching of the ten percent are all wise and know who the living God is and they teach that the living God is the Son of Man, the supreme being, the black man of Asia, and teach freedom, justice, and equality to all the human family of the planet Earth, otherwise known as civilized people, also of Muslim and Muslim sons. So you got to figure, based on you study and what you know. And going through the process from knowledge of born, born back. Where you fit at, and are you gonna be a five percenter, or you gonna be a ten percenter, or you gonna remain an eighty-five percent? Where you gonna fit at in them categories? Now, with that being said, when you study and you become self-aware and you start to exercise about opposition, struggle is designed, right? When I was out in California in the Marine Corps. And them people drop me off in that ocean. And you taught to stay stay calm because your heart, you produce your own electricity, electromagneticism. And you get scared, sharks can pick up on that. And you attract them to you. So you got to stay calm. So if something bump into me, I can't get scared. I got I kept on stroking. Because once you face opposition, something's going to happen to your body. One thing is why I take cold showers every day, why I eat one meal a day. I emphasize that discipline is for you because your brain, whenever you go through something and you get a higher threshold and that pain is so bad and you overcome that endorphins are going to, well, endorphins are going to kick in, right? It's going to give you a, a, a pleasure, a pleasure sense. And you're going, it's going to give you the dopamine is going kick, to kick in. It's going to give you a higher sense of achievement. It's going to give you ease once you go through a certain pain. So between the dopamine, giving you the pleasure and the endorphins giving you that chemical that kicks in in the brain that makes you endure. That's why working out is so is so important, because it instantaneously puts you in, in contact with pain. So either you're going to yield or you're going to push past the pain and you're going to get stronger mentally and you're going to get stronger physically or you're going to recline. That's why the workouts are so important. That's why they're so important and understanding this. Now, when we went into the organizations about Contail Pro and I'm telling you, look at yourself, and I'm telling you why you need to work out. Why are you doing this? So your brain and your body can get greater and higher because you so you can go and studying this knowledge so you can get into the science of God so you can manifest the god force inside of you that particular thing um because i wrote it down here right is what the message said when you when you he said separation is better than prayer so when you're going through struggles and you in war with people people at war with you that's why the messenger said, he talked about, and the minister said it again. He said, Justin Savior's Day, he said, your unity is more powerful than an atomic bomb. And the messenger said this to add to add, add on it, to, to give it more clarity. He said, separation is better than prayer. Could God Almighty. When somebody don't mean you will, you get away from them. Separation is better than prayer. He said, yo, unit is more powerful than an atomic bomb. When you, this knowledge is going to take you into, man, I'm not going to get into high science, but when you get into the quantum realm and you start talking and learning about quantum mechanics and quantum physics and the behavior of the particles, protons don't ever mess with electrons. They keep the negative on the outside. This is what same thing you see in nature, salt water and fresh water don't mix. Oil and water don't mix. The negative and the positive stay apart. The electronic, they separate. They keep themselves separated. You got to learn how to separate yourself so you can keep your peace. Then at the same time, when you're looking at that, truth and falsehood don't mix. It's the positive and the negative you got to understand, You got to come into that and, every, and the science and life and everything you do by studying your lessons. And that's what that is. That's the last thing. I, And the last thing in there about these organizations. See, you're so powerful that these people have been studying you since 1960-something. And these people, when black people started getting all the union and black is proud back in the, in the 60s, They had to break that up because they understood about black body radiation, about melanin, that melanin is a residency frequency, right? So if all black people just start thinking on the same wavelength and the same thing, change started to happen. So they came up with black exploitation films and making movies about hookers and pimps. They they break that humidity up. So when they first started, NASA first started sending satellites and everything in the outer space, when 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 the uh satellites would come back in they would notice that all the wire was burned up right so they noticed from studying black people just like what kind of rules and regulations that Yakub had right they started studying us and saw that black uh melanated people or melanin didn't burn it absorbed the heat so they synthesized melanin coated it on the wiring in the satellites, and when the when the satellites came back in the atmosphere, they didn't burn up anymore. You got to study because you have no idea how powerful you are. And when you study these things, understand, and these people that wrote this, this is called the International Federation of Black uh uh pigments, pigments, pigmentated cell societies, and ain't nobody on here black. And y'all better study, man. Because I'm not going to be talking to all these people because <laughs> like, cause when 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 certain people in positions of power will know what you know, they'll take your butt smooth off this planet. And you better get you. Why do you think the minister got the fruit of Islam around him? You can't talk like he talked and not have no military? But anyway, there's so much more I can say but I, I think that's it. Yes, sir. Salaam like
0: alaikum. Thank you. Uh, Brother Cam had to drop off. So uh, who was after Brother Cam? Uh, Sister Kenya X.
7: As-salamu alaykum. Well, excellent. Um, What stood out to me the most is when he was talking about leadership and organization. It just made me think about self. You know, our minds being the leaders and our bodies being the organization. And how we, um, how our thoughts can be our op- op- um, opposition. You know, when he stated um, that the Prophet Muhammad, peace be on, uh, upon him, allow his enemies to live, it's like when we allow our negative thoughts to live, mm. you know, they manifest into more powerful negative thoughts. And eventually, those negative thoughts take over. You know, that that's what still came to mind when I heard as alaikum Well,
0: excellent. Sister Kava. Sister Kava.
7: I sound like um can you hear me? I'm sorry, I'm driving. So I hope this is clear. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay, so it was really three quick things. Um, first, I just wanted to say, just in reference to tone. Um, I just wanted to thank you for reading the letter. I was reading it myself, but what I realized is just within myself that, you know, Allah is masculine and feminine. And the tone in which it was read in a masculine tone gave me a whole different perspective this morning. So I just wanted to point that out. I I didn't realize because when I heard it in the masculine tone, just by tone, I was like, wow, okay. It it just hit a little differently. Then secondly, um, the sister who just spoke, she really had what I was thinking about. Um, and she went to the, um, you know, the thoughts, the spiritual part, but I was thinking about it on the physical part in terms of the enemies that uh, prophet Muhammad allowed to rise up, um, you know, to go ahead and live with them. So, but it says, uh, paraphrasing of course, that, you know, the, their t- the time is up. So, Knowing the time, the time and what must be done that, you know, Allah is no longer, Allah himself came and he's no longer going to allow the enemy who, if you think about Prophet Muhammad, the enemies that rose up into leadership, they look like him physically because they were part of Islam. So they look like him, but Allah is not going to allow that. So we don't have to worry about necessarily, um, you know, judging well, who's who, or who's this? Or this one is the enemy. This one is not because it's their time that's up. Now, one of the things that I did hear from uh, Mother Tainetta Muhammad, in term, in reference to Genghis Khan. So at that time, historically, the Muslims, when they went, you know, astray, Genghis Khan came, and his thing was, you know, had you been following Islam, I would not have come. So I am your punishment. That was his words, uh paraphrase, that Genghis Khan was the punishment to the Muslims at that time. So it's up to us to, you know, be righteous in, as individuals and you know, follow our Islam, follow our deen, because Allah has a punishment that's coming into the house of the believers if we continue to uh disbelieve. And just as if just as we need to rise above emotions into the thinking of God and be brotherly and be believers to the believers, the opposition that Allah has for us, um, you know, when we're not doing what we are supposed to do, then, you know, he has something to take care of that as well. So we don't have to, um, be, uh, I guess niggardly towards our, brothers and sisters, we have to really find a way to be at peace, to rise above emotions and know that Allah is just as he create an opposition for us that he's already created the answer to remove the opposition. So that's what I had to say. Thank
0: you. Hmm. That's deep. There, Already created that would to move remove the opposition. We got Zoom user. Not sure what your name is, but uh, your name is Zoom user on here. It's one of y'all, it's two Zoom users, so whichever one of you press one. I'm one of them. Okay, you press one? Yes, sir. Okay, it was probably you then.
8: Okay um brother ben i would like to say first you know thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart for this um process of this journey that you're helping us all to go on this letter has affected me in uh profoundly in so many different ways and the timing of it is so perfect for me um i uh, have a situation with a believer and um I have been wrestling with it as to how to repent, atone or how to fix uh, the situation. And it's it's very difficult to approach, uh, let alone fix it. Um, And this is, I'm a sister and this situation is with another sister. Um, Sisters, we have a very, very challenging uh, set of circumstances for us uh, it, it seems like the brothers can accomplish a stronger bond and brotherhood, and easier than we can. But anyway, so even through Ramadan, uh, during the point of forgiveness, I and, and I, uh, all, I still couldn't bring myself to, uh, uh, you, you know, to try to deal with this sister, and I kept going back and forth, back and forth in my mind, self talking. Um, oh, should I do it now? I can do it this way, but every reason not to. Uh, and anyway, in this letter today uh, that you have read, um, I'm realizing that this is something that I have to do and fix. But but I, I think that we should not do things on a textbook or a or a script written type of thing or a ritualistic type of uh, way, but sincerely you know and not because it said that okay well you have to do this and you have to do this so to textbook the situation but to genuinely with sincerity humility and love and you know to 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 check myself and make sure that that is indeed what i have and what i'm coming from now and um sunday Brother Jeffrey said something that made me realize and I'm hearing this letter today that we never have, we are just now, since the coming of Master Farad Muhammad, becoming educated. We've never been educated. We come from a position of being trained. The slave master trained us, and we have been trained the whole time up until today. We speak from a trained position and not an educated one. So our whole frame of reference is extremely damaged because we don't even have have the education to generate the proper thoughts. Our thoughts come out of the training uh, from our uh, slave master. And this process uh, of hearing these teachings every day and then doing this together and listening to each other, whatever, it really sincerely and truly helps with accomplishing what we're trying to do rather than just uh, and actually for the first time on an educational level internalizing this and not just uh, preaching and teaching. Uh, So um, thank you for this morning. Thank you for all this whole process. Thank you for all that you do and thank uh, every uh, believer and listening on these calls. Uh, May Allah bless us all.
0: Praise be to Allah. Thank you. Sister uh Sister Brianna. Also,
1: again, I forgot to say a little part. And also happy belated birthday. I believe it was what, I like guess eight years ago? Um What did you say? I
0: wanted to what did you just say? I'm sorry? <laughs> that was so fast, I didn't hear that, what you said.
1: <laughs> oh, I did talk back. <laughs> I said, As-Malalaikum well, again. I forgot to say something. And also, happy belated birthday. I know it was either yesterday or two days ago. I saw it on Instagram. Oh, yes, um, man, thank you. <laughs> And thank you for the call, as always. Um, I wanted to add, because earlier I said um, um, that sometimes we, we make up situations that aren't even here. But something else to add is that when we do have a trial and tribulation, let's not make it bigger than what it really is. Like, I saw a sister, uh, I, I saw an assistant minister in my mom's post a picture like, God, why are you giving me such hard trials? And he says, I'm not. It's an email. She's a teacher. <laughs> so sometimes when we have our trials and tribulations, we have to remind ourselves not to uh, blow them out of proportion or make them bigger than what they are. Uh, because we have to go through the little trials, the little tribulations, and even when they are big, still try To always look at it in a lens of learning or positivity and not make them bigger than what they are that's all
0: (laughs) (laughs) sister i want you to go back i want you to go back on all these uh calls when you end every statement you laugh at the end the same exact way i wonder what that's tied to but uh sister iphone i mean i'm talking about sister iphone like i know if you're a brother or sister uh, iPhone, purple, uh, purple logo. iPhone, press one, iPhone, that press the number one. Every one of them, don't you? Every time. <laughs> I'm going to make a compilation of it. <laughs> well, maybe iPhone is... Uh, busy at this time uh if you guys have not read the article you came in late um i put it inside of the telegram so go ahead and just check out the telegram the link is already already there hopefully you all was able to get some type of value um out of the of the minister's article today and remember this weekend we will not be on it's monday through friday at 8 a.m And don't forget our question, how will God work through you today? How will God work through you this particular week? Um, Sister, um, I guess we'll introduce this. I have something new possibly coming next week. Um, Also, if y'all don't mind putting in the chat a topic that you want to discuss, Maybe we can get Brother Demetric or Brother Nuri or Dr. Wesley or one of them to come on on one of these mornings. I know we spoke about this Mm -hmm. months ago, but uh, maybe we can get one of them to come on. But, you know, what topic are you guys interested in? Let's put it inside the chat and whatever I see as a common thread, you know, maybe I can reach out to one of them and see if they can come on and, you know, grace us with their presence one of these mornings to give us some of that uh, supreme wisdom. So I thank you all for listening. Uh see you all God willing on Monday, not tomorrow. God willing I'll see you guys on Monday. Assalamu alaykum.